Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle, and this is the Spooky Hour. There's no happy music because we're miserable. <laughs> yeah, very, very miserable. Um, happy lockdown 5.0, everyone. Yeah, our government's dumb. I'm, I'm, we're, we're obviously pro lockdown, but they're doing it in stupid ways, and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah there's nothing much to say i think we ranted a fair amount last week but just know it got worse that's it it got way worse um what's that for the banter man do you have anything else to say um the fact that some of my family members are crazy and i'm so glad i don't have like social media anymore because they're like (laughs) vaccines cause cancer and i'm like so do this pack of cigarettes that you smoke every fucking day so here we are i love that uh i keep seeing a meme where it's like uh I don't want to take the vaccine because I don't know what's in it. And it's like, list all the ingredients in the Big Mackey weight, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, get out of your... List all the ingredients in your mascara, yeah. you know? I don't want the microchip I... in me because the government's going to control my every move. Okay, well, do you have a phone? Do you have a SIN number? Do you pay taxes? Do you, the like, government's register? watching you, boo-boo. Yeah, do you register <laughs> your address? Because I think they already are. Yeah, so... Like, I get it. It's everybody's right to choose or whatever. But my big thing is, like, don't spread lies. Yeah, that's like, Why the thing. are you it's purposely like... spreading, like, misinformation? Just say, I don't want it. I would I would respect people way more if they're just like, no, nah, I don't want it. Because I don't get the flu shot. I just don't want it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I am getting vaccinated, for the record. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> for the right record. I'm yeah. trying. <laughs> um, but I would much rather someone just say, I don't want it, than, oh, it's a chip. It's, yeah it's a cancer causing chip like fuck off yeah you're just a baby it's fine um <laughs> you're just a yeah. baby we're not in a cheery mood today we had one cheery episode a little while ago yeah we're doing real good um we're doing real good <laughs> i got my bucket hat today so oh my god yeah i haven't Wait, taken did it we off. talk about the bucket hat before I, this i, I think don't this think is the first mention <laughs> i don't think yeah you guys i bought a bucket hat and i've been waiting for it forever and it's like the best 50 dollar purchase i've ever made and <laughs> it's never coming off my head and that's it she's wearing it right now I like I, she answered the phone or i answered the phone and it was on her and i just died yeah i got it in the mail today and it hasn't come off since and i'm gonna sleep it with adorable. it it's great and it's uh it's Haley williams good die young for that's why it was fifty dollars for the record yeah <laughs> she didn't just like buy a fifty dollar hat from the dollar store or something can you imagine buying a there was a purpose yeah there was a purpose for it and uh yeah and i'm pretty it says i'm bored on it i'm gonna wear it to every fucking zoom meeting i have for the rest you of should my life. oh my god that's yeah. genius yeah um my exciting thing is that i bought a neti pot and it came today so i'm gonna go rinse my so sinuses old. out after this um happy happy spring allergy season yeah. to those who celebrate yeah. <laughs> that's Always it like, so there's like her biggest celebration of the year next Halloween. oh man it's so so awful because uh my allergies i feel sick when i get allergies mm-hmm so like i get like the throat thing i get like hay feverish and like i feel sick so for the last like two weeks every time i sniffle i'm like is this a symptom like do i have is COVID? this a symptom um i don't but um kill me anyways yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> it sucks so i bought a neti pot to hopefully cut down on some of that um we're gonna rinse my brains out after the podcast that's so gross i remember one time you like snapchat it to me and i almost threw up it's disgusting so it's the the grossest thing in the world to do while you're doing it you feel like you're drowning and you literally see should i put a fucking warning here i'm gonna put a warning you see globs of snot like coming out of your nose but then as soon as it's done and you take that first like inhale 
like angels sing it's beautiful i should be the spokesperson for netty pond you should i was about to say that like you should sponsor me netty pond <laughs> Queen imagine of all here. the sponsors we would get it would be the fucking netty pond yeah that's fine it's expensive i'll take it <laughs> holly's like a preacher on her sinuses and her allergies so i'd totally be here for it Ugh, i hate my allergies so much i hate them yeah fuck that um Fun fact of the day, when I did my allergy test when I was a kid, they tested me for 50 things and I was allergic to 48. Okay, you sound like my mother. Calm down. <laughs> Everything except horses and feathers. That's the weirdest. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else but horses. And yeah. F- okay. Fucking fresh cut grass clippings. Oh, yeah. Allergic. Feathers. Not allergic. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Allergy suck. Ontario sucks. Doug Ford sucks. But don't worry. We got a bucket hat and a neti pot. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing we have going great in our lives right now. I should do another fucking positive post. I like when people tell me good things. I'm going to do another positive post this week. Do it. Because we're not bringing it, man. We, we are not bringing it. <laughs> we just want everyone to suffer with us. We That's su- the whole point of this. A lot we of want you to list- feel bad for us all the time. <laughs> and a lot of our listeners are like in the States. And we suffered through Trump with you guys. So like suffer with us just for a minute that's true we did show a lot of empathy and so far like we've gotten some messages being like man i got a couch for you pull on up oh my god <laughs> you guys are like you guys are gems <laughs> and the, oh, uh, the we podcast, might take you up on that the podcast holds us together you guys hold us together no that's literally, literally. it this is the only constant in our lives yeah. over the last year yeah uh no matter how shitty our week is we know at least friday nights are gonna be fun yeah and, and it's late tonight we're having a party yeah it's late we on had a FaceTime. fucking shit happened it's like nine o'clock at night and uh the, the more tired i get the more crazy i get so this might this might go places <laughs> <laughs> we're in like extreme lockdown as of tomorrow so like you can't even go visit like your parent like i can't go visit my parents and i had a lot of shit i had to drop off at my parents so i just like quickly drove out there dropped my shit off and they gave me a bunch of easter chocolate so i'm like high on easter chocolate right now oh my god that's so funny i'm just high um <laughs> <laughs> i have a sugar rush and i love just that. high <laughs> Yes. We're doing really, really well so far. Yeah. Um, no, but this might be the lockdown where I lose my sanity, so stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> we we did bets. the baking thing. We did the craft thing. I feel now's time to do the fucking full breakdown thing. I'm going to shave my head. Please don't shave your Gotta head. Got to pierce something. I don't know what I'm going to pierce. I'll oh pierce God. something. Uh- <laughs> I was like, can I pierce your ear? But I can't. that means I have to see you, so never mind. <laughs> pierce my own ear. I actually pierced my own ears this morning. That was fun. Um, I re-pierced them. They were like completely sealed over in the back and oh, i just and you like click it and then it gets all the goop out like oh the sound yeah Ugh. don't like that if you know you know yeah um i didn't realize how long it's been since i wore any earrings it's apparently been a very long time <laughs> <laughs> and with that i have no other good news we tried to be positive it lasted 10 seconds yeah <laughs> should um, we just get spooky we should just get spooky so i'm gonna talk about the shag harbor incident oh Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. there's been so much alien talk in the news lately with wait like, is this alien this is Ooh. aliens water aliens you guys <gasps> water aliens my favorite guy yeah <laughs> um so shake harbor is located in nova scotia canada um it's a very like small fishing village i believe like the population's like literally under like 500 people so very small goals yeah so now this little fishing village made headlines across canada in a pretty big way on october 4th 1967 many local residents noticed very like weird like four orange lights in the sky so this was like at night 
Um, according to reports, uh, there was like five teenagers that saw these lights um, uh, in like sequence. So they're like kind of like hovering in sequence and then dove towards the water. So these four orange lights didn't hit the water. Instead, that kind of like hovered above it. And okay. it was about like a mile from the shoreline. Mm-hmm. Um, now, people who were seeing this um happened thought it was a plane crash and actually called authorities so there was actually a, a lot of witnesses that noticed this because it's like one it's a small village you're right off the ocean and everyone's fucking bored out there man and yeah <laughs> you don't have like the annoying lights from like the city so if you see bright fucking lights you're like what the fuck's that yeah um so now out there it's the rcmp so our little pony cops um <laughs> they are i will never not laugh at that <laughs> they are the pony cops. you just hate them so much <laughs> i hate and love them okay it's it's just <laughs> one of those um so now one of the rcmp officers um was actually like a witness to the same lights that everyone was like reporting so that was constable ron pond um he had drove down to highway three which is on its way to shag harbor so ron believed he saw um like he saw those four lights but he believed it was just one aircraft so these lights were on like the edges of oh, the okay. aircraft um he said that the flying aircraft was about 60 feet long and so he was heading down this highway to get a closer look at these lights when he got to the shore there was like the local residents there was a police corporal victor verbricky and constable ron o'brien uh ron pound so the other constable um said he saw these orange lights moving um above the water and it kind of left like it left like a wake but in the wake it was like a yellow foam Um, oh yeah so now either the (laughs) flying craft like either just like kept moving along the water and just kind of like became too distant to see like it went farther and it just everyone just couldn't see it anymore or it Mm -hmm. went into the water um but it, it ended up vanishing the coast guard boated is that even how you say it like boated out to like the area that yeah that makes sense right it's i don't know i don't i think so oh god do we have to google if that's i'm pretty sure it's a word okay we're gonna go with it you guys um when they got there the lights and the craft were like obviously gone however that yellow foam was still there so that's all that was left was this weird yellow foam left on top of the water yeah gross like it makes me think of like mucus ew yeah (laughs) yeah it's gross (laughs) (laughs) that's just what i'm picturing is like mucus floating on the water (laughs) Maybe they the aliens did a neti pot and it came down. And like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Fuck this You're planet, right. neti You're pot." Right. They, they, they're sponsored by neti pot too. <laughs> it's not yellow foam; it's actually their boogers. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. Um, so the Coast Guard did some like searching at like at night, obviously, and found nothing other than that foam. Um, so they started to believe that whatever this thing was ended up submerging into the water Mm -hmm. and they called off the search around 3 a.m the rcmp ended up checking with the rescue coordination center in halifax and the canadian forces station barrington at barrico nova scotia um to see if there was like any missing aircraft that was ported wow well ported aircraft (laughs) that was reported um it's the chocolate i'm sorry (laughs) so this was across like the board like like your everyday like they went and looked to see if it was like your everyday average plane was missing or like a small civilian plane or even like military but nothing was reported to be missing 
Um, the next day, the Rescue Coordination Center filed a report with the Canadian Forces and detailed the incident on what happened. On this report, it stated, um, and I quote, something of the unknown origin had hit the water. So that's on the report. Because they weren't sure what the fuck happened, I'm going to get yelled at. My dad called me the other day and he's like, you guys swear way too much. And every time I say Listen, it, I'm sorry. People are doing shots and enjoying it, dad. Yeah, dad. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get our asses kicked. Yeah, we're both like, we're grounded. That's, that's it. <laughs> we're grounded. Um, so, so because they didn't know what happened, um, they actually sent divers to the location um to search the water for like a possible crash just to see what happened and they searched like the so it's like the atlantic ocean so they searched the bottom of the ocean um so where this took place nothing was ever recovered and nothing was ever found according to reports like the reports were like 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 news reports and stuff which is like yeah eh, nothing found okay cool moving on um but we know the government has lied before so here we are and <laughs> and you know people do research and find shit out so give me a minute to get there (laughs) (laughs) is this like an area 51 type deal kind of did it like a roswell yeah a little bit um so now people thought this was like some russian aircraft that crashed apparently there was like a russian submarine in the area and that's why this theory was made and i'll get into that in a little bit um there was also some people saying that the us of a government was involved I wrote it like that, so I literally said it like that. Um, but nothing really came of it. Um, there was no statement or anything from the states, so it was kind of like just hearsay. People were just like talking about it, um, but no one was really like, "Oh my god, it's aliens!" At least not in the news reports. They thought it was like yeah. something military. Um, so now this kind of story just became quiet after this until some investigators broke it open in 1993. Chris Styles and Doug Ledger were investigators with. Um, I think it's MUFON, like it's M-U-F-O-N, but it stands for Mutual UFO Network. Um, Okay. It's a non-profitable charitable corporation and like the world's largest civilian UFO investigation and research organization. That's so cool. Yeah. So I took that right off their website, so don't go sue me, but that's what their description is on their website. So I didn't know they existed, but that's kind of cool. No, me either. That's really cool. Yeah. So now Chris Stiles, his grandfather was actually in Shag Harbor when this incident took place and he was a witness to it. So Chris saw the incident on the news with like what happened in Roswell, New Mexico. And it reminded him of what happened when he was a kid in the stories he was told. Um, So then he just kind of like became obsessed. And I'm really sorry, you guys, my dog's on the couch and she's snoring. Is she? So So I'm sorry <laughs> if you guys catch Aww, that. Aw, Kyla. Yeah, she's out cold. So yeah, so he kind of like just became obsessed with it because he's like, oh, like Roswell's a thing. Like maybe Shag Harbor was a thing. Yeah. Um. So anywho, Chris and Doug went to Shag Harbor and found a, found some like the original witnesses and interviewed them. Now, these witnesses included some of the people that were on the shore, but also some of the divers that were called to that dive spot. Apparently, the flying object that submerged into the water actually didn't leave. So, it left underwater. So, it did, Mm -hmm. like, it left the area, but it didn't, like, fly back out. The craft traveled about 25 miles to Government Point, which is located right at the mouth of Shelburne Harbor. So, now, this area is located by, or, sorry, is located right by a top-secret NATO submarine detection base. So... According to the investigation, the craft was detected with hydrophones, which are these, like, microphones they use underwater to catch sounds. Uh Uh-huh. And so they caught it on that. 
Um, now, I believe these hydrophones were coming off of, like, a naval vessel, which is, like, just the Navy ship. Because yeah. in the report, it says the craft actually was under it. Whoa. Yeah. So, it had, like, stopped under this Navy ship. And so, they caught it on radar. And especially it being, like, um, like a submarine detection base. Yeah. You can't, like, hide that. You're going to sit there and tell me that you can detect submarines coming in, but you can't detect underwater movement other than a submarine? No. That's not. Yeah. Um, so now the military apparently had Navy divers and made observations for days. They wanted to recover whatever this object was. However, a second craft was actually detected. It submerged and joined the original craft that was, like, stuck or oh, wherever shit, it was. Oh, two of them. Now there's two. According to Chris and Doug, an off-record military witness indicated the second aircraft arrived to help the other one. Either the first one broke down, so his little, like, UFO buddy came to help him out. I do that for Holly if she ever forgot to fly her, how to forget to fly her aircraft. <laughs> when it break down on the highway. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, when you're flying and you just, like, crash right into the my, water. My, my aircraft that I have. Yeah. Guys, so it was Holly in the ship, the whole, or the flying ship this whole time. The reason why she crashed is because she was doing her neti pot. Oh, we my God. I out. can't stand you. <laughs> we figured. So that yellow phone was actually Holly's boogers. It's just my boogers. Yeah. Yeah. Solve i am a terrible driver it does make sense i would crash into the ocean i would come save you so don't worry about it thank you you're welcome you. um so the navy actually pushed back their recovery efforts just to like kind of like sit and observe to see what was going on with this like second craft um so this went on for a week or like a week or two um until a russian submarine entered the waters nearby and they ended up being deployed so they got, oh. yeah, so they ended up detecting a Russian submarine and they were like, why are they in Canadian waters? Get the hell out. And so they were deployed. So as I like talked about that earlier, so the submarine was actually there. So the Navy was like, yo, get the fuck out. The UFOs, um, I'm going to call them the UFOs because at this point, that's pretty much what they are. Um, U-S-O, unidentified swimming object. Oh my God, that too. <laughs> I like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, case sick. The Navy dudes are gone, so they dipped. Um, apparently, they they underwater flew to the Gulf of Maine. <laughs> broke surf- Underwater flew. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how else to say that. Um, <laughs> to the Gulf of Maine and broke service. Service? Fuck. Surface. And flew out into the sky. So now all these reports from Chris and Doug were technically off the record because some were military, which can literally make them lose their jobs and like like lose like any of their retirement benefits and then some were locals who just didn't want to seem like they were crazy because again small town so we don't know who these people's identities are but it's crazy like it's a crazy story so it still remains like a complete mystery so many things and facts have been obviously hidden from the government Mm -hmm. like by the government but it's the craziest canadian ufo like story in my book and i never heard about it and it's i think it's funny uh that was it just last week i went on my whole fish are aliens rant yeah <laughs> um i'm sorry but they're flying into the ocean now yeah water aliens tell me i'm wrong i did not google water aliens i promise did you google water no alien? i did not actually oh did not. are you being sarcastic no you just happened to find a water alien yeah but it's just i mean sorry go ahead no sorry i was gonna say like this story is just nuts because like this one guy was just so fascinated with it and this it didn't really become a thing until they investigated into it yeah so like most people were like brushing it under the rug almost yeah. and then he was just like because there's obviously something fishy because it's obviously aliens ha. fishy fishy because ocean oh i get it now i was like 
I was like, is it, the ne- is it like a neti pot joke? I don't get it. No, it's not a neti okay. pot joke. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think this just further proves my theory that we need to be looking in the ocean and that that's where all the shit's happening. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I know. And there's like a, a Shag Harbor UFO Incident Center. So it's located in Shag Harbor. But it's like a museum yeah, or like a research? It's no like, way. It's, it's like all of the above. So all of, the, all of their research, everything that proves that the government's lying to us about this is all in this museum. That's pretty neat. We should go to there someday. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to the East Coast. I still haven't been. I have. It's so pretty. You have? Oh, oh yeah, like, you have. Yeah. yeah, you went to the wedding. Uh, I always wanted to go because my papa's from New Brunswick, and I always wanted to like go there and then just see all of them. Yeah. Let's do that. That's on the list. Now. Yeah. And we got to go wa- look at water aliens. I like that one. Thank you for furthering my theory about water aliens. You're, I really appreciate this you're episode. You're so welcome. <laughs> so basically, like, this water alien was having a hard time, like, driving its little plane, and it crashed, and his friend was like, I'm going to go help him. And then the Russians come in, and they're just like, yo, we detected something. Now we're going to go find it. And then the Canadians were like, yo, get out of our waters. And they were arguing. We detected a Russian. <laughs> yeah. And then the the aliens were like, okay, now we get to dip. Bye. It's perfect. Yeah, that was, like, the perfect escape plan on the aliens' part, because, like, there's no, like, is there proof that they left the ocean? Yeah, like, there's no, they're gone. Like, completely gone. They were, like, there was, like, a record of it. Like, I don't know if it was, like, the same, like, little soundbite thing they got, but they recorded them leaving. Oh, crazy. Okay. Um, Has there been anything, like, reported since? No. No? But apparently the area has seen lights like that before. I'm not sure if any, like, recent, but, like, this area also has, like, like the Loch Ness Monster stories and, like, yeah. that kind of, like, weird scene Isn't it thing. funny that, like, when there's, like, one, there's, us- there's usually, like, a few, like, little yeah. tales. You know what I mean? Like, they're all, I'm convinced like, there's hellmouths everywhere. I was going to say that. I was like, they're all in just one area. Yeah. I like that one. Thanks. Fish and, or aliens. And aliens. And <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so, I, next week I'll, I'll do a haunting, I promise. I think maybe. Let's okay, see. do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of do what you want, um, I did whatever I wanted today. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this this episode's kind of like a weird like list slash countdown of sorts. I don't know what to call it. Um, so I saw a case which I saved for last because it was my favorite, um, and it was like super spooky and mysterious, and it gave me like hardcore Danielle vibes. Oh my god! So I had it. to I had to cover it, but it's like really 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 short. Like the episode would be done by now if I did just this. Um, <laughs> so as a result, we have a list of three mysterious unsolved cases. Um, so these aren't just like normal unsolved cases. Each one of these has like a a little like what the fuck moment in them. Okay. Um, no no graphic warnings i don't think this week oh um God, so you're welcome um, Thank you, because it's like late at all, night and i don't want to be scared <laughs> yeah they're all just like super short and uh all just stories that like caught my attention because of like this little what the fuck moment okay so with that being said story number one i am calling this one jaws murder Ooh, like <laughs> with a question mark at the end okay there's a question mark at the end um is it all uh, we're all scared to go in the water no it's literally it involves jaws i'll get there okay um so this case is actually formally known as the Lady of the Dunes. Um, on July 26, 1974, the body of a young woman was found lying face down on a beach. Um, she was, like, laying on a beach towel near the sand dunes located in Provincetown. And fuck me, I picked Massachusetts. Mass- Massachusetts? Massachusetts. That place that we said that we... Massachusetts? 
apparently i was going like hardcore on that word and i was still saying it wrong so i'm not even gonna try to butcher it i think that we just overthink it to the point where we fuck it up but like literally i typed it out and wrote fuck after it because i said i would never do another case from here (laughs) we apologize we just suck i just yeah that's it um so the woman's head had been like horrifically disfigured um their best guess was that she had been beaten in the head uh, but it was to the point where she was almost decapitated oh god um investigators would link the injuries to an entrenching tool which for those of you i had to i had to google it so thank thank you for also not knowing it's literally it's like a little shovel that was used by the military to like dig trenches so it looks like a shovel but it has like like pointy things on the on the sides they couldn't just call it a shovel with teeth or something honestly um no it's an entrenching tool um how the fuck were you supposed to know that that's so weird like i kind of figured because the word trench was in it but i was like what i thought it was gonna be like a i don't know something that like dug tunnels not just like a shovel like something that like, had a machine yeah. like i don't know batteries in like, it like do or you something. only buy it if you need to buy it like or buy a trench if you need to build a trench yeah can i use it for just gardening yeah like god where is um, the story going okay i'm sorry we're just so focused on this fucking tool <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. I googled it for like five minutes trying to figure out why like the pictures of like the shovel came up. I'm like, there's no way it's just a shovel. It is. Um, So so back to this poor girl on the beach. Um, Her hands were missing, uh, but where they should have been. Sorry. It's like her eyes were gouged out. She had no hands. Her arms were missing. Her (laughs) legs were missing. That's the way you said it. (laughs) What's that from? It's like just like those TikToks. Like when you're like watching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally what you said. Like the exact the hands voice. were missing. Yeah, her <laughs> eyes were gouged out. <laughs> I'm sorry. This episode's a fucking mess. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. So uh, where her hands should have been were piles of pine needles. Um, um, on a beach? they were never. Yeah, they were never really linked to anything, as far as I knew. But I thought that was really, really weird. Yeah. Uh, not much is known about the woman, and she remains unidentified to this day. But investigators released details about her description when she was found on the beach. Um, she was aged between twenty and forty-nine, which is like wow, you know, a broad. super narrow gap. Um, her dental exams would reveal that she had a very unique and expensive crown. Um, they traced the crown back to New York, but that's as far as they got with it. Like, it's a very unique cap, apparently, that only, like, certain dentists perform, which, what the fuck? Like, um, where do you get those special privileges? Like, what? Yeah. I, I want expensive crowns one day. Right. Um, Along with her hands, several of her teeth had also been removed. Uh, while the body was found naked, her head was laying on a pair of folded Wrangler jeans and a single blue bandana. So it's like it was under her face, kind of like it was okay. some put it there almost like a pillow, but then beat her to death. Um, huh yeah so that's it that's literally all we know about her uh dna wasn't really a thing yet and her dental records uh like i said weren't much of a lead they just led them to new york that's as far as they got welcome um, to new york did you say taylor yeah Swift? i need to stop eating chocolate taylor's version yeah, yeah oh my god i didn't even talk about that i'm so sorry for anybody who follows me on my personal instagram that's all i'm posting about right now is taylor's version i'm not i didn't even want to bring it up because she'll have a meltdown so (sighs) all i'm gonna say is just wait for speak now um so investigators i'll wait thank you (laughs) 
kidding. Investigators released several sketches. Um, They led searches in the area. They combed through missing person files and followed any lead they could find and still nothing. No one knew who this victim was, how she was killed, or why. That's so sad. Uh, Police buried her in 1974 in like a Jane Doe grave type thing. Um, But her body was exhumed several times during the investigation. Uh, They exhumed her in 1979 to attempt a facial reconstruction, which led to even more sketches. I think there's like nine sketches total of this face as they like progressed with technology. Okay. Um, Again, they exhumed her in 1980 for DNA testing once DNA became a thing. Uh, They again exhumed her in 2000 for like more dna testing like as as the technology came they just kept exhuming her basically okay um in 2010 investigators ran her skull through a like a cat scan in order to produce a more accurate advanced uh facial reconstruction and again more sketches came from that but still no one identified her no one knew who this woman was um, in 2004, a convicted serial killer named Haddon Clark confessed to the killing, but investigators chalked this up to nothing more than a delusion caused by his paranoid schizophrenia. Um, there were a few other small leads, a woman who claimed to have witnessed her father kill a woman in 1974, uh, another woman believed it might have been her missing sister. Uh, there's also a really big theory about an, in-named, uh, an, in-named, an inmate named Rory Jean kessinger who also has like a really cool story i would love to do her one day not do her cover her one day um (laughs) but none of those theories really led anywhere uh the only real lead in this case uh came from literally the most unexpected of places in august of 2015 joe hill who was the son of stephen king like the stephen king Mm -hmm. uh had been reading about the case in a book called the skeleton oh it's a title a book called quote the skeleton crew how amateur sleuths are solving america's coldest cases which is now on my to read list um on a whim he put on the movie jaws when he finished the reading the book for the night and at exactly 54 minutes and two seconds in joe noticed something a woman was standing in the crowd of a scene wearing wrangler jeans and a blue bandana in her hair joe swore that she yeah yeah in his father's movie yeah whoa uh, Joe swore that she was almost an exact match for the police sketches he had just seen in his book. Um, so John Johns <laughs> Jaws was filmed in Martha's Vineyard, which is not very far from Provincetown where the body was found. Jaws was filmed in June of 1974, a few weeks before the body was discovered. Initial reports from the scene said the woman had laid there for uh, days to several weeks prior to the discovery. Huh. Many locals uh, showed up to the set of Jaws to snoop as it created quite the buzz around town. And several people were invited on the set as extras, especially in like the large crowd group shots that you see. Um, But unfortunately, movie sets back in the day weren't as tight as they are now because there's no real records of any extras being on set. No one took any names. No one took any phone numbers, um, meaning there's still no name or positive ID for this victim. Um, But she was in a movie. Yeah, potentially. Like, it hasn't been confirmed, but this is, like, the only lead they have. Um, But unfortunately, this is where the case goes cold. Uh, The suspect and the victim both remain unidentified, and this weird case still remains wide open. Um, But I would love to somehow find out if it's 
if it's her. That's like, fucking how, crazy. Someone knows her name. Like Someone has to. And also the fact that he's like, I'm just going to watch my dad's movie and then stumbles across that after reading that right book. Right after reading that book. Like, what, what are the odds? Um, apparently he's into like true crime. I believe he's an author as well. I didn't look. I think it said he was an author, but like he's into like true crime and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought that was fucking crazy. Wow. Um, I also just love Jaws. That's, like, one of my favorite movies. I was going to say, I grew up on Jaws. It's my dad's favorite movie, so. Yeah, it's uh, my sister's favorite movie, one of my older sisters. Uh, and she used to have, like, a one of those, like, wet specimen dead baby sharks. Yeah. And uh, I used to, like, hold it while we watched Jaws. You're so morbid. It's so weird. <laughs> As a child, too. It was, like, eight. You're like, this is normal. I had a this friend in, in public school. And uh, he went to, I don't know where he went, he went on vacation with his, like, family, and he came back and, like, brought me a shark tooth, and it's, like, the coolest thing. I still have it. I think it's so cool. Yeah. yeah she, uh, my sister also has, like, a jaw. Yeah. Like, the whole, like, the whole jaw with all the teeth. I think it's the coolest thing. I love sharks. I'm very scared of them, though. I will never go swim with them. Oh, I would. Um, Great whites? Hell yeah. Protect the sharks. It's their home. Yes, please protect them. They're yeah. wonderful. They're very important, but they scare me. Um, <laughs> Don't so eat story- me. <laughs> story number two is uh, Alaska's largest unsolved mass murder. Uh, so this one's this one's funny because it's like a, a hidden in plain sight kind of thing. Funny. So Murder. On- mass murder. It's kind of funny. <sighs> I meant like interesting i guess i'm just bad at things okay um i'm just here to call her out that's all you are (laughs) on september 6th 1982 witnesses i fucking wrote witnesses witnessed a murder witnesses witnessed (laughs) (laughs) call you hi um i no i was literally just writing this like as i was falling asleep one night and just didn't edit it i guess um so (laughs) on september 6th 1982 witnesses witnessed a murderer what the fuck I don't even know what I said. I said, witnesses witnessed a murdered among them. What I meant to say was a murderer among them. I mean, you tried. Um, the effort was there. Should I give it one more time? or just, No, we're just going to leave it be messy. It's fine. I give up. Um, so they witnessed a murderer among them, only no one knew it. Uh, they didn't know that the man that they had just seen smiling and waving at them in their small fi- fishing village uh, of Craig, Alaska, had just murdered eight people. Eight. This Eight. Also, I just thought the name Craig, Alaska was so funny. I literally had to Google it to make sure it was actually a town because I couldn't believe there was a town called Craig. Craig. Like the name Craig. It's a white person <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> um, so the suspect was described as a dark haired man with a, quote, speckled complexion. I don't know if that means like freckles or zits. Mm-hmm. Um, so the theory goes that this man wa- made his way through the village and boarded a 58 foot fishing boat named The Investor. Um, I learned a new term while writing this. So a skipper on a ship is basically a captain, but he's not like leading a crew. He's just a guy who steers the boat. So like if I took you fishing and I was driving, I'd be your skipper. Okay. Because I'm not your captain. Like I don't tell you what to do, but I'm driving you. Makes Um, me think of the peanut butter. Honestly, that's all I thought of the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, fun fact of the day. Uh, so the investor's skipper was a man named Mark Colthurst. Uh, he and his entire family was aboard the, the ship that fateful day. This included his pregnant wife, Irene, and their small children, Kimberly, who was five, and John, who was four. Four crew members were also aboard the ship that day. Their names were Chris Heyman, Jerome Keown, uh, Dean Moon, and Mike Stewart. And that's eight uh, people. Yeah, that's eight oh, people. No. Yeah. 
Uh, it's not known what happened between September 6th and September 7th, but the, uh, the morning of the 7th, the ship was found in a cloud of ba- black smoke where it was docked. Um, aboard the ship, police found the bodies of the crew members and the entire Colt Horse family, but no sign of the mysterious man seen in that village. The victims were all shot with what police believed to be a twenty-two caliber pistol or rifle. Um, several witnesses claim to have seen the same man as the day before, uh, like hanging around the docks that morning. One witness recalled pointing out the smoke from a distance, to which the suspect replied that the people on board were, quote, probably fine. So, like, people were, like, he was watching the ship burn, and people were talking to him. About it. Yeah. And they're like, it's Um, fine. Like, why would you trust something? Yeah, it's fine. Especially in a small town. I I mean, I guess because it's a fishing village, I guess people, like, dock and stuff all the time. I I don't know. Um, So, the the police suspected a friend of Mark's, uh, a man named John Peel. John was a former deckhand aboard the investor and was actually formally charged with the murders. He went through two separate trials but was found not guilty. However, the police still closed the case and said they're not looking for any new suspects. How do you close Um, the case, though? I'm getting there. (laughs) A police detective from Washington. They have to send people from Washington to help because they didn't have like the the appropriate police force. Okay. Um, so his name was David McNeil. He put out a statement that read, quote, just because someone is acquitted doesn't mean they're innocent. Just means there's not enough evidence to show guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Mm. Um, so John Peel ended up suing the state of Alaska and won $900,000. So it sounds kind of innocent to me, but you can't really say. Um, and after that, that's it. No one else has been charged with the murders ever. So they, the reason why they closed the case, cause they thought he was guilty, but even though he wasn't charged for it. Yeah. Okay. What? So the- you shouldn't want to look for anybody else. <laughs> it sounds like normal cops. So that one, that one freaked me out because like I said, it was just like hidden in plain sight. Like he was sitting there talking to them while the boat was burning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the theory is he, he shot them all, docked the boat, went into the town, got an accelerant, came back, set it on fire, and then went back to, like, watch it burn. And just had casual conversations, being like, these people are yeah. fine. That's, yeah. You have to be... And multiple people spoke to him and all, like, gave the same description and everything, but he's never been found. He just vanished into thin air. Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Like, imagine being those people to be like, I literally talked to a murderer. Yeah, the the almost, like... I feel like I would feel guilty because it's like I could have stopped it or not, not even stopped it. I could have apprehended him. Yeah. You know, citizens arrest or whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah, that one was, that one gave me the heebie jeebies. Yeah. I don't like um, that. That's, that's really creepy. <laughs> so story number three, which is my favorite and the whole reason I went on this like random rabbit hole thing. Um, I'm calling this one the witch elm. Ooh, uh, this, this like case it. takes, yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> um, so this case takes place place way back in 1943 which is a huge reason as to why it's still unsolved um not much in the way of technology back then Uh, so it's it's said that three boys were playing in hagley wood which is a forest near witchburn hill in england um they were out looking for birds nests and were climbing trees in order to find said birds nests um one boy named bob farmer spotted an old farmer isn't that cute i love that um he spotted an old witch elm tree, and I want to note here that witch is spelt W Y C H. Yeah. Um. This comes up later. 
so it does not have an eye in it. Just remember that. Um, he climbed the large ancient tree and found like an opening in the trunk and the trunk was hollow on the inside. He peered into the hollow trunk and a pair of empty eye sockets peered back at him. He had discovered a human skull inside the tree. Oh, God. The the boys ran from this forest and swore to never talk about the incidents because they technically weren't allowed in that area of the woods. But one of the boys broke the next day and his parents called the police or do you, did they have phones back then? They went to the police. I don't know. Um, ring a bell, <laughs> like, please. Yeah. Um, so a party was sent out to investigate and they found the decomposed body of a young woman stuffed into the trunk of a tree. Again, technology was not the greatest, but investigators at the time had estimated she had been dead in there for at least 18 months. Oh, wow. Uh, she was clothed and wore a wedding ring on her left hand. Her right hand, however, had been sawed off. Police described finding her at the base of the tree in a, quote, ritual fashion, which makes me think she must have been, like, placed in a certain way or, like, maybe had her arms crossed or, like, something to indicate a ritual. Um, she was estimated to be around 35 years old and had carried at least one child in her lifetime. Um, an autopsy would find that she had been strangled and stuffed into the tree prior to rigor mortis setting in as they didn't believe she would fit if uh she was already and god forgive me for using this word stiff um if she had already become Mm. stiff she couldn't fit but because she was still so they think they basically were at the top of the tree killed her at the top of the tree and just shoved her right down okay yeah um so rumors began swirling in the small town as to the identity of the victim some believe that she must have been a prostitute while other claimed she was a witch uh, then strange graf- graffiti. Then strange graffiti started popping up all over town. In December of 1943, a message was written in white paint, um, and it was on like the side of a building in Old Hill, which is a village close to the forest. Uh, it read, "Quote: Who put Lubella down the witch elm? Huh? Who did that? So her name, her name's Lubella, apparently. Um, another message appeared in Birmingham. This one read, Hagleywood Bella." Another in Witchbury Hill, which read, quote, who put Bella, Bella in the witch elm? But this one was spelled like witch witch, like like hocus pocus witch with the eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the only message that was spelt with the eye. Interesting. Um, so police investigated the graffiti, but the artists or artists were never found. Uh, the messages spread throughout England and traveled through Europe even, all asking the question, who put Bella in the witch elm? The name Bella meant little to investigators as it never really led anywhere. Um, the case grew cold, but the, the graffiti kept popping up. Um, and it's said that to this day, you can even see different versions of the question scribbled in alleyways in England. Like if we were to go to England now, someone's still writing like who put Bella in the witch elm. That's actually kind of cool. Um, yeah, I think so too. Uh, so for shits and giggles, and because this is a spooky hour, I'm following this tiny clue in the graffiti markings. Um, the artist used witch spelled with an I, but witch elm is actually spelled with a Y, which I mentioned earlier. Um, could this be a spelling mistake? Sure. It was 1943. I'm sure people couldn't spell the best. We can't whatever, even speak but... properly and it's too Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking exactly. But me being me, I wonder if Bella was some sort of like witch or involved in witchcraft. Um, investigators noted that she was in a ritualistic position. So could she have been sacrificed by local witches or perhaps was p- part of some sort of like ascension spell like she did it to herself to like leave her former body or something like you know what i mean there's so many spooky undertones that i just wanted to make it fit okay did they ever find her arm (laughs) no okay never um which is another thing that made me think some sort of sacrifice or spell or something now i know traditionally witches aren't 
uh like mean and evil like yeah. that like traditionally they wouldn't just sacrifice people but i wonder if she was involved in it yeah to an extent like you know what i mean um or perhaps she was just an unfortunate victim in a horrible murder um unfortunately i don't think we'll ever know who bella is or how she ended up in the witch elm this one just remains unsolved that is crazy I've heard that yeah. I've heard that before too, and it like I never knew what it meant. It was the the writing on the wall, fucking. Yeah. it caught my attention, and I saw that, and I was like, "Who put Bella in the witch elm?" That sounds so spooky. Like that's just a yeah. movie waiting to happen. <laughs> and also, of course, it's way cooler when you spell names with a Y. I'm just saying. Always, always. Uh, Danielle with a Y. Danielle with a Y. <laughs> Holly with a Y. Uh, isn't Holly with a Y normal? No, apparently, I E is the normal. Oh. That's the only other Hollies I've met all have IE. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. We're just I mean, poor. Holly is like how like the Y is like how you spell like the the berries. Yeah. So. Like you're the Christmas berry. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people always asked my parents if I was born in December and they're like, No. 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 <laughs> they should have named you something they should have named you Bella. You could have been in the Witch Elm. And it could have been like Twilight. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Guys, she was sending me Snapchat filters of her as Edward Cullen today, and it was terrifying. Skin of a killer. <laughs> you um, loved it. I did. I did love it. And, and with that, those were so it, cool. I think I really think the Jaws one just blew my mind. Isn't that neat? That is. There's, I'm gonna post. Um, I'll send you the picture of the girl that I'm gonna post. But like, she's got the blue bandana in her hair, and it's it's specifically Wrangler jeans. Like Wrangler's a brand, and yeah. she's wearing those jeans. Um. I did read somewhere about a white shirt and she was she was wearing a white shirt in the picture, but I couldn't when I did my research, I couldn't find anything about the white shirt being found on the scene. Okay. So I just like left it out. Okay. Um but like yeah, that's, that's nice. I like that countdown. Thank you. It was, really it was good. very very random. It came from nowhere. <laughs> I'm here for it. Those are the best ones, the random ones. Yeah. Let us know which one is your favorite one of those. Mine's still the Witch Elm yeah. and the Jaws one. Those are my two. I like the Fuck Jaws Alaska. one just because it's like so mind blowing, but also Witch Elm. Like I knew you would like can't that go one. wrong. You can't go wrong yeah. with Witch Elm. Let's solve the Witch Elm murder. I'm I- determined. Obviously, her name is Lou Bella, so we just have to find Lou Bella, who was born. I also love that name, Lou Bella. <laughs> Lou Bella. Yeah, it's different. It's very old fashioned. Yeah. Um. But yeah, come discuss with us, and it's because it's freaking crazy, and like also water aliens. Hello. Um, <laughs> Uh, you can find us on Instagram. It's a spooky hour podcast. You can find us on Twitter at spooky hour. I am in the middle of a yawn because I'm so tired and it's 10 p.m. Um, you can also you can find us on email. You can email us at the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com and send us your spooky tales. Yeah. Maybe you have your own like movie murder theory fun thing just email us yeah have you solved a murder case in a weird creepy cool way i want to know that yeah let us know can you read minds are you edward cullen or just just send us good news <laughs> like, yeah. just, just tell us something nice yeah <laughs> like uh, hopefully you guys had a good week and happy monday i'm sorry it's Woo. monday but like happy monday just just seize the day or something i don't fucking know man. that's so lame <laughs> seize the day <laughs> how about you stay spooky yeah stay spooky friends bye bye <laughs>